fast mode. Uh, we are here at the uh, Network Virtualization and SDN Asia 2019 event taking place at the Sands Expo and Convention Center here in Singapore. With me today, I have um, Nitin Week, Chief Architect, um, Apex Center of Excellence at Juniper Networks. Nitin's joining us um, to share some insights uh, and uh, for a quick chat on artificial intelligence and how um, artificial intelligence is playing a role in uh, defining the cloud native networks of today and of the future. So Nitin, nice to have you here. Thank you, thanks for having me here. Okay, so um, could you elaborate on um, AI's uh, role, um, uh, impact in networking? Yeah. You know, networking has kind of been embedded as a part of uh, service provider core mm -hmm. networks, enterprise networks for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. What we are seeing now is that uh, with the proliferation of IoT mm -hmm. and uh, you know this this explosion of cloud mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. cloud native microservices etc mm -hmm. the network is actually also proliferating to so many more devices and so many more services inside the cloud okay so uh, from an ai perspective the, the value that ai brings in is that now that we have all of this different proliferation how do i manage networks uh, of this okay. kind where networking is becoming so large okay. so the value that ai is bringing in is that it is it is helping us make sense of all of this this data that's getting generated from inside the network mm -hmm. so that we can absorb that data mm -hmm. and then we can do some analytics on top of that so okay. that uh, uh, you know we can make the networks more efficient make them smarter mm -hmm. ma make them more resilient okay. and then make sure that we can also use that analytics to drive network behavior so, right. so that the network becomes eventually more self-driving all right okay so um, what are your thoughts on the industry's shift um, towards a software centric approach yeah so uh, you know Again, just coming back to this whole idea of how the industry is shifting. You look at, uh, uh, you know, the trends around 5G, edge yes. computing, and you know, every time you're at a conference like this, there are at least four new acronyms that you learn. So, and it's very difficult for service providers to be able to catch up uh, with these trends and make sure that they can uh, bring value to their end customers with these trends if they're not able to adopt them in good time. And the software-centric approach is essentially around how do you uh, move away from these traditional box-based, uh, you know, very yes. rigid models, yes. and then move towards these models which are more dynamic, where you can, you know, bring in services mm -hmm. and turn them on, okay. uh, you know, in the matter of minutes rather than in the matter of weeks or yes. weeks or months. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we see that, uh, you know, today we have a lot of open standards, okay, in the, in the networking space. So how have these uh, open standards and the disaggregation uh, played a part, or have uh, incentivized? Uh, players in the market uh, to, to take on the shift. Yeah. I'm glad you asked because, uh, you know, from a Juniper perspective, automation, open source, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, these, these technologies mm -hmm. are at the heart of what we've been doing for almost uh, 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, initially when this whole idea of adopting open source inside service provider environments mm -hmm. or, or, you know, even uh, cloud or etc., and, and this idea of disaggregation, white box, and all mm -hmm. came in. Mm -hmm. uh, the intent was that maybe I can reduce uh, some, get yeah. some cost savings. Yeah. You know, I can reduce my capex yes. requirements, etc. Yes. But over a period of time, we realized that you know that's really not the value that you get out of mm -hmm. this. The value that you get out of this is basically getting taking control of your own destiny. All right. Okay. You decide, uh, you know, by adopting open source that I'm not going to be 
bogged down by a single vendor, you know, who, and my destiny is going to be decided by when, uh, okay. you know, I can, uh, you know, release services based on those vendors' features. Okay. So open source uh, gives service providers that freedom to be able to adopt newer technologies, to be able to roll out services faster and things okay. like that. Right. And from a Juniper perspective, uh, we've, uh, uh, you know, focused a lot uh, since inception, but in the last few years even more on doubling down on this open source approach. Okay. So you look at, for example, Tungsten Fabric, yes. which is uh, the yes. Juniper's open source project yes. uh, on, on based on which uh, we launched Contrail, which mm -hmm. is the Etsy controller. Mm -hmm. Tungsten Fabric is now a part of the Linux Foundation. It is the one of the fundamental uh, technologies for SDN. Yep. Uh, in addition to that, we are working with uh, forums like the ONF. Mm -hmm. uh, we are also getting us uh, hardware certified for open compute projects. So there's a lot of different uh, you know initiatives that we are participating in. In some cases, we are leading uh, those initiatives, and in some cases, we are uh, you know kind of making sure that we are building that ecosystem. Okay, so on the on the open standards, uh, how is that becoming more crucial now that we are moving to cloud native networks? Yeah, you know, there we need to look at what are the objectives of doing cloud native. Okay. You know, yes. cloud native is all about uh, breaking up applications and making them uh, microservices based, yes. adopting this whole container ecosystem yes. environment. It's about uh, the whole agile DevOps based strategy and using uh, yes. technologies like continuous integration and development mm -hmm. to you know how you roll out your services, etc. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason for doing all of these things mm -hmm. is to bring in more agility, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, open source plays very nicely into this whole ecosystem yes. because yes. Uh, you know it is actually allowing you mm -hmm. to take control okay. uh, of uh, what kind of services you want to yes. deploy yes. And, and you don't have to kind of depend completely upon these vendor ecosystems to All right. Okay. So now, how does AI join this equation and, and facilitating all this transformation? Yeah. 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 So I think, like I was saying earlier, the key role that AI is playing into all of this is uh, is how uh, you make sense of, of data. Okay. Uh, so there is a lot of data deluge that is going to come in uh, with with uh, this proliferation of technologies, etc. Right. Okay. Now the big thing that that AI is going to do is is first of all. Uh, you know, once you've assimilated all of this data, what do I do with it? You know, it's not enough to be able to visualize this data and to be able to, you know, make pretty graphs out of it. Okay. What you really want is that you're able to look at data points from everywhere inside the network, you know, whether it is coming from the from a mobile yes. handset, yes. it's coming from the radio, the core network, or yes. the data center. Yes. And use use this data to be able to make some decisions about what yes. uh, is happening inside the network. Yes. So you analyze where are the bottlenecks inside the network. Okay. You know, where is it that I should be deploying this new service that uh, my customer needs okay. and things like that. From there onwards, you use technologies like machine learning mm -hmm. uh, to start and look at, at predicting trends okay. and looking at how, uh, for example, uh, you know, because of uh, an event that might be happening that is totally unrelated to the network, there's going to be a network, uh, you know, uh, network congestion that's coming up. So maybe there is a uh, a football match uh, that's okay. going to happen that yes. is going to cause uh, yes. congestion in the network, etc. Yes. Yes. So so AI needs to be able to take in uh, metrics from the network, yes. but also from metrics, external metrics, and to be able to you know kind of match those two and see how, what the networks need to do to adapt to them. Mm -hmm. And last but not the least is to be able to then take some action based on those. Uh, analytics yes. to be able to, you know, actually drive some user yes. experience benefits based yes. on that. 
So has um, has Juniper Networks um, in, started incorporating AI into its uh, suite of uh, services and solutions? Yep. So um, you know, with all this whole move towards software centric, uh, you know, open source based environments, yes. uh, the the whole uh, intent is that whatever we build, mm -hmm. uh, we embed. Uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning as a part of that portfolio. Okay. So you look at, uh, for example, cloud. Uh, we were talking about uh, Contrail a little bit earlier. Contrail is uh, the SDN controller that sits yes. inside the data centers yes. helping yes. you manage those networks. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you need analytics for those networks. So okay. what we're doing is we're embedding uh, analytics with machine learning and AI into that network so that, okay. you know, if uh, you need to optimize your, your cloud for certain use cases, you know, how do you make it more effective and optimized? Mm -hmm. The next part is you look at the um, security, for example. Security, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, focus right now on security, not just from the enterprise perspective, but also service providers. And how do I, uh, you know, leverage the cloud to be able to do prevent zero-day attacks? How do I respond faster uh, to um, attacks that I have never seen before? How do I take care of these? terabit-based DDoS attacks that might be happening inside the network. Mm -hmm. so, so artificial intelligence and machine learning plays a very important role there. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at, uh, we've embedded this into the Juniper Sky ATP uh, solution set okay. so that it, it kind of looks at all of this data, okay. uh, sees if, if there are patterns that it can detect and then uh, push, uh, you know, let's say security policies back into the network. Okay. Uh, and lastly, if you think about uh, uh, what's happening from the perspective of the service provider networks, mm -hmm. you know, there's, uh, you know, we also want to collect a lot of telemetry from that network, okay. and then to be able to do, let's say, for example, uh, root cause analysis of, yes. of of what is yes. happening inside the network. network How do yes. I correlate and things like that? So, so Juniper Contrail Healthbot is is kind of fits into that framework, mm -hmm. and it is using AI analytics, yes. machine learning yes. to be able to drive behavior. Okay. Uh, I said last but not the least, but let me add one more, yes, which is yes, uh, yes. around the uh, the enterprise use case, mm -hmm. which is uh, with uh, the acquisition of yes. uh, the MIST uh, portfolio. Yes, that yes. You I was just, about, about to ask yeah. you about so, that. So yes. MIST, again, uh, you know, has uh, it has embedded AI inside it, and we see that as a very critical uh, yes. point from, you know, from an enterprise perspective. Okay. So, so um, you know, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more about MIST acquisition and how, how that actually becomes a differentiator for Juniper yeah. Networks. Yeah. So if you look at the uh, the end-to-end -end strategy from a Juniper perspective, mm -hmm. our, our focus is, has always been around how do we simplify the networks to make yes. them more efficient, yes. and you know, in some ways, just make them make them disappear, take the complexity out of that that equation. Yes. Yes. And and a part of that is is what we're doing from the perspective of SD WAN and how we are uh, you know integrating that uh, those technologies and making yes. it simpler for connectivity. Yes. But. Now we're looking at going beyond that and looking at how do we address issues inside the enterprise, the campus networks, the LAN, etc. Yes, yes. So look at not just SD-WAN but SD Enterprise. Yes. And MIST actually fits in very nicely into that mm -hmm. uh, that whole vision. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know while it brings in a very important wireless mm -hmm. wireless LAN portfolio for us, mm -hmm. the key differentiator there is the technology that it brings in from the perspective of artificial intelligence. Okay. How do we make those enterprise campus networks? Also smart. While we are working a lot, you know, on the telco side yes. and on the van side, etc. All right. Okay. So, um, what have you been hearing from your customers when it comes to AI, and and uh, you know, with, with this acquisition and right, with you strengthening your portfolio with yeah. this capability yeah. um, and and the insights that uh, uh, AI 
brings on board. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's your take on, on I your think, customers' view? Yeah, I think there is a there's a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. You know, first is there is a lot of uh, uh, apprehension about how much control we want to give. Uh, let's say uh, machine learning algorithms mm -hmm. to control the network. Mm -hmm. You know, these are we are still taking some baby steps. Uh, you know, in that in that space where customers are still kind of uh, looking at uh, uh, how how do I change from this this traditional way of operating my network mm -hmm. to, to moving towards uh, uh, you know making them more self-driven etc using okay. technologies like AI and ML. So uh, so the baby so they've started to take some baby steps mm -hmm. to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And that is from the perspective of you know how do I improve network performance, how do I make my networks more efficient and yes. things like that. Yes. The other piece of this whole AI equation is that how what benefit can they bring to their customers yes. uh, from that from, yes, from exactly. with using AI? Yes. So yes. there, the questions are primarily around how do I uh, increase my relevance uh, to my customer, mm -hmm. uh, whatever be the application. So let's say it's yes. retail. Yes. Uh, you know, when the customer walks into the store, mm -hmm. uh, you know, can I give him something uh, that is relevant? I mean, I may have a lot of data about him, but I need that data to be able to be actionable real time so that it can make a difference. Yes. Uh, you know, in what I deliver. Yes. So, so that is, uh, you know, a key ask that's coming in. That how do I make this uh, AI make data more real time so that I can, you know, get benefits out of it. Oh, okay, great. So from AI to open standards, and then uh, <laughs> we are looking everything at else in between, yes, yes, everything else in between, and then to looking towards the networks of the future. Yeah. Yep. AI is obviously uh, one of the key topics that even on our uh, on the fast one we are we are taking a deeper look at AI this season and next next year for 2020 as we see that a lot of enterprises across a lot of um, their solutions are incorporating AI in one way or the other yes. as part of their automation as part of their self healing kind of um, value proposition so they want the AI to be there to automate all these processes where from from the point where it identifies the issues to you know, um, automating the remedial actions and all yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So, and so I, I think that's what we're trying to look at from uh, Juniper perspective as well. Okay. That how do I? How do we? How AI is not an afterthought, but yes. it's embedded into yes, whatever we exactly. do in terms of simplification. Exactly. Okay. Okay, Nathan. Thanks right. a lot. Thanks a lot for the great right. insights. Thank this. you. Yes. Yeah.